or as my grandson says, when he gets up to 12, 11, 12, 14, 15. You missed 13. Anyway, let's, let's, no, that was um, Elias. No, Levi. Thank you, Rachel. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time we have together, uh, for the whole weekend, and for each hour we have. We entrust it to you, Lord, that we can learn from you in all that we do together and that it will enrich our walk with you and draw us closer to you, our, our Lord Jesus, our shepherd. We commit this time to you in, in your name. Amen. So, I would like you, first off, to get out either your journal or or your program, whatever you're taking notes in. And number one, write down what was the most important point you heard today. And just go fast, like, Top sentence, not a paragraph. What was the most important thing you heard this today? I assume it's during the message, but maybe it was at lunch. I don't know. Maybe it was at breakfast. I'm not going to give you a lot of time, so you have to like go with it. I'm not also going to ask you for it. So It's between you and the Lord. And then, as soon as you do that, please write this verse down from Habakkuk number two, uh, chapter 2, verse 2. I have it written on the screen in ESV. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. This workshop's a little unusual. It's not a regular message at all. What it's about is the importance of writing down what we will forget. Now, you're young and have very good memories. I'm past 60, so the memory's like slipping. But we do forget things. If I asked you what was the most important thing you learned two months ago, would it be right there? How about last year at the conference? We do forget. We do need to write it down. And our topic today really is something very important to you and to me. Because it's really about you and your lifelong dialogue with the God of the universe. You guys are in, we are all in a conversation with God. And we're talking about a very practical technique uh, to use in this conversation so what do you see up here, on, up, up, up here, up here on my desk here? What do you see? Notebooks, yes. These are notebooks and they're not just, you know, like chemistry notebooks. I know you guys do everything online now, but, you know, they're not just subject notebooks. These notebooks are full if, if we had a smaller group and more time, you could come up and explore. They're full of gold nuggets. Gold nuggets. Full of them. And yes, they are journals. It is my life up here. So what's a gold nugget, you ask? You've forgotten because you've mis- you use the term so often, right? Gold nu- nuggets. Let's just remind ourselves how gold appears in the ground. You see the gold nuggets in that one piece of stone? People mine it and they draw it out. So you have those gold nuggets in the mix of all that other stuff that's not gold. Gold nuggets are in, in those journals. 
Now, if you're really fortunate and you're searching for gold nuggets, then you find a whole bunch of them. See a handful there. And if you're really fortunate, you find one that's really larger. By that time, you're a wealthy man. And if you find a really huge one, you sell it to a museum and you don't have to work the rest of your life. Gold nuggets can be huge. They're very valuable. They are valuable to the point of almost beyond measure. So that's my analogy. But before I do that, what's the other thing I have up here? Remember these things? A thing of the past. This is a photo album. <laughs> it's physical. You can touch it. Sandy spent hours preparing these photo albums. I looked at her and said, how can you spend all this time going through all our photos and picking out just the best and labeling them so we would know, oh, that was September 19, whatever. Photo album. It's full of gold nuggets. Right? This one, what year is it from? 1999, one year before the millennium, and way, way before, well, how many were born in 19, before 1999? In this group, all of you. <laughs> yeah, you. This is the old group. So, photo album is an illustration of, of uh, important gold nuggets, because when Sandy did that work, she's honing it down to just a few photos that mean something, Right? So, I'll, since I can't pass it around, let's just open it up. And there's a picture of, thank you, Rachel will provide all the names. That's Daniel. Now, that's just a picture of him with his connects. But do you realize he had every single piece of connects in the house was in that? And that, that young man who loved to make puzzles from the time he was three is now working for an engineering firm that builds bridges and tunnels through God's provision. So that picture is more than just a little memory. It's a representative of the entire person comes to mind when I see that picture. Yeah? Gold nugget. This is how we disciplined our kids. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, we actually didn't have that in our backyard. But I wonder if you recognize those people. I mean, that's a regular photo. Two guys in t-shirts. What's so special about it? Half of you know who those other people are. Does Calvin look like that now? How about James? James has two, has two kids. So it's, isn't it precious? It's precious because it's about people, isn't it? Because these people are important, whether it's ourself or a sibling or a friend. Oh, who put that in here? <laughs> I. Isn't she beautiful? I, that's that's. There's no question why I fell in love. And in fact, if you had time and you came up and explored some of these earlier notebooks, you would find love notes in here, like literally copies of love letters that I wrote to her. I'm not letting you do that though. But. <laughs> And then, of course, there's the mystery. Why would she marry a goofball like that? But anyway, that's a, that's a separate subject. Here's a picture. It's our family in Kentucky walking on a frozen stream in December with our dog, who was with us for 17 years, Tina, lovely dog, and two cousins, 
well, now that's just a regular photo, right? But for me, that brings back memories of my two nephews at that age, having that dog with us who's passed away. There's Anna. We're walking on ice, which is a cool experience. We're, a little after that, we were breaking up the ice and throwing it around. Memories, people, gold nuggets. That's my dad. Now, that's a very ordinary photo, not special, but it's only a few years before he got much sicker. And he passed away just four years ago. So to me, this picture is laden with meaning. It's also, I know which room that's in. And it brings me back to skiing in Colorado, which they made possible. That, this is someone you don't know. This is a nephew, Kevin, full of life. Awesome. This is also in that same place. But this same photo now becomes powerfully emotional because he passed away suddenly at the age of 29 because of a heart condition he, none of us knew he had. So all of a sudden, this gold nugget becomes even more important. When I see a picture of Kevin, I think of his whole life and of the loss of someone very precious. That moment you might recognize. Rachel, who's that? Nope, that's David. For those of you who don't know, that's the baptism pool we have downstairs, hidden under that metal floor. Anyway, that's my son David being baptized. A very special moment. So, you get the picture as an example. This album is full of good gold nuggets, but what my point of today is, is that how do we record these things that are important to us, the gold nuggets of our experience? As you saw, those because they're organized, I can walk up to one of those albums, just open it up, and I'm just seeing picture after picture of gold nuggets. I don't have to go through a box of hundreds and thousands of photos, which is what is going to happen now, right? Everybody has thousands of photos, and if you don't know how to use organizational stuff anyway, you understand the point. We don't plow through them. So today we're talking about another kind of nugget of gold. So third question to write down. Start thinking of the most important moments of your life so far. Now, that's a lot of years for some of you. What are the most important moments of your life so far? And I want you to write down the first one you th think of. Not necessarily the most important moment, but just write down one you think of as an mo important moment of your life. Again, just a sentence. Mention the event. Maybe it's a moment of triumph. Maybe it's a moment of challenge. Maybe it's a moment of growth. Maybe inspiration. Uh, so just, just jot that down. And as you think about those, as you think about the most important moments of your life, how many of those involve God directly? I mean, you can have a lot of important moments that don't, but how many involve God? And we think of those things where God did something in our lives. He showed us something. Those are treasures to us. When God did something and showed you something, it is a gold nugget in your life. They're valuable. 
So if you've had any of those gold moments with God recently, do you have a record of them anywhere? Perhaps that gold moment is just, you just text a friend. Blah, 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 this happened. Well, three months from now, are you going to dig up that text? Or you're studying your Bible and you have all this inspiration, but you don't write down what it was? Six months from now, and a friend comes to you and asks about something related to that, and you're like, I know I read it somewhere. I know the Lord spoke to me, but... uh, So do we write it down? So do you remember all these things? Of course not. You remember the biggest, of course, uh, but a lot of the smaller things. So what if you wanted to find something special? I just said that. Sorry. So journals allow you to preserve these gold nuggets. And I know today, since you guys are older, you know, there's probably ways of doing this electronically. But you need to have all the advantages (laughs) of this piece, this physical journal, for you to really transition. So if you've got a great way to do this online, tell me at dinner. But I'm talking about I'm talking about a physical journal when I, when, I, when I talk about this. That it contain these gold nuggets. So like a photo, a small journal entry, even if it's one sentence or a paragraph, can work just like one of those photos. It can capture a whole idea or a moment or a big event or a conversation or something the Lord showed you or a prayer of yours to God. All of that can be done just with simply writing something down fairly quickly. So, I'm going to open up some of these journals and expose my life to you as an example. I'm not doing this to promote anything specific, but I wanted to make this very concrete. So, um, let's make sure we're in focus. I don't know if you can read it. I, the, the yellow marking I added, so that wasn't in the original. <laughs> but what's in this one? This is from one page, July 6, 1979. 79, I've only been a Christian two years. I just graduated from college. So I wrote down here, after graduation, after a week at home, after a trip to New York, apartment hunting in New York, after a trip to Boston, Maine, Vermont, and back home for a while. That's one sentence. But I forgot about all those events. And by reading that one gold nugget, I am reminded of this entire trip I made after I graduated because I was given offered a job in New York and I had to find an apartment. And, and then I traveled around those other places with that lady I was in love with. And that's not in here. But then there's some straight Bible study stuff here on Luke 17. You can't read it. Blah, blah, blah. Bible study stuff because that's the way I do a journal. But here's something different, because here's a star that indicates this isn't just Bible study, but this is something else. This is, this is a, essentially a gold nugget marker. And what it is, it's a prayer. So for some reason, when I was reading this and sensing this, I just started praying and I wrote it down. It says, Lord, help us to be like that, serving and yet humble about everything, how good it is that you can see value in our service like the master in the parable because you see the total picture, the entire plan 
How good it is that we are humbled, though, by our meager role. How wonderful that you provide glimpses of your perspective for us, etc. Now, I don't want to, I'm not talking about the prayer itself. Do you understand? I, I assume that most of the people in this room are doing this kind of thing. And my heart is really for those who aren't. But you can see that by writing down that prayer, that becomes something that I can look back on. Um, so those, that's an example of three different kinds of things in one page. Here's a very simple example. If you'll notice real close, it says Brother Kong, July 8th. So I must have been sitting in a message and he said, he said uh, we like to know who, who was right and who was wrong because we used to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, well, that's a great quote. So I just wrote it down. So it could be a quote from a message. It could be a quote from a friend. Of course, it could be a Bible verse. But the Lord spoke to, you know, it meant something to me. And if I look back on that, for years now, most of us are old, realize we're continuing to learn what that means, right? This whole issue of those two trees is a lifelong learning experience for us to understand the depth of all that. So there's a journal, little nugget there. Here you can see some interesting stuff. Actually, on the left is in Japanese because I, I would lived in Japan. I was trying to keep my Japanese writing, which is... So that actually says the 12th month, third day, Friday. But don't ask me to write it now. But what's really interesting on here is a gold nugget over here in the box. It says, on your knees, boy, whose life is this? I don't know if the Lord spoke to me that way exactly, but it's kind of a country thing. It's kind of thing like a, a country Kentucky guy would say to his son, on your knees, boy, whose life is this anyway? That's, that's how I meant it. But in a way, it must have been what I felt the Lord was telling me at that moment. And then right here, it's just something about index cards with quotations. I guess I was telling myself I should write some things on verse. This page is a straight a life event page. Uh, it says June 6th, June 30th, Anna and Daniel fly to San Diego with Trinity Youth Group. They were going on a mission trip in Mexico. And then 629, 2001, encoded system purchase of PSS is completed. That's a little tiny sentence, but it's a company I worked for for uh, 18 years, had just purchased. Completely changed our whole financial picture and my whole life experience. I didn't write a lot about work in this journal, but every now and then, big decisions, a decision coming back from a college or a job interview or a decision about a job or loss of job, those, there are going to be nuggets in there in our experience and our walk with the Lord. It's good to have a place to put them down. This is a very recent example. So my writing has gotten much, much worse. But in November, I was passing through Daniel and I hit Daniel 9. And you guys know I read Daniel 9 this week. Well, that's where this came from because I read Daniel 9 back in November and I was just so blown away by the prayer. I just wrote here, what intercession, what a prayer. I didn't write a lot about it, but I mark it that way. I used to do the stars. Now I mark it with brackets because actually most of these books are full of just Bible study. Single page after page of Bible study. That's not a nugget. But the nuggets get marked. In fact, if you don't have a journal, you could have a journal that has only nuggets. In other words, you could have Bible study over here and then something special over here. No rules here. We're not talking about rules. We're just saying 
by doing that little technique, I can literally take this notebook, which I do more often with recent ones, and look back and find things that the Lord has prompted me, whether it's from a message, etc. So, I give that just as an example that, oh, through the years, and by the way, there are big gaps. It's not like I <laughs> did this continuously. Here's a very eventful one, actually. It's, um, January night, this is a number of years ago, we were living in Manhattan, so it must have been um, early 80s. So the first one, you can't read it, but it's actually describing an, a, basically an open sharing. It was a Sunday fellowship time, and different people had shared. There wasn't a, sp- a single speaker. And I, I, that here it says, and such a beautiful combination of testimony, expression, and God's word, only the Holy Spirit would have provided it. So it's essentially I was rejoicing that our time together was really so special, right? And maybe I would have written down. And then here's a note. It just says, we had a prayer meeting, and it says for foxes, that was a family, and for uh, Esther was a different Esther than any of you know. And um, so there's another example of something that could be in your journal, right? Now, some of you keep prayer journals. That's great. I have a little prayer journal, but I don't keep up it so much. But that can also go in the journal because not necessarily all the prayer lists, but what's the most important one? Maybe it should be in a prayer journal. Maybe it's in this journal. But just noting it there means it's on my heart that these specific things could should be remembered. Then the next thing is a life event. Because the very next day, January 12th at 12 midnight, there was a fire in the brownstone next to us. Uh, arson fire went up in smoke and two people died. So we spent that evening outside watching the flames and watching the firemen hopefully save our brownstone, which they did. So it's good to have a record of these things. And of course, lots of gratitude to the Lord. Although it's very specific here. Thanks be to the Lord um, for the skill and equipment of the New York City Fire Department. Because they had to tromp through our thing and go across the roof. Anyway, life events. You have important life events. And this last one, I'll say, is just kind of interesting. I can't read it. This is in college. And uh, senior year, sharing a house with a bunch of people. And I was sharing the Lord with this lady named Nolan. Very deep sort of literature person. And all of a sudden, she started getting interested. And so this was, this was a journal entry I made. But I was thrilled because she started showing interest. And it says here, she told her sister that she was considering Christianity and got an appropriate burst of laughter. Um, But here, I was just kind of shocked. And I... uh, I don't know if it was here or somewhere. I was just shocked that she was moving so fast. And if you turn, like, several pages in that journal, she's reading Hebrews, and she came, came to know the Lord. So... People, like albums, people are important, right? These are gold nuggets of, of an experience of someone you're praying for and something happens and having it written down. That's pretty cool to look back on. So, gold nuggets. And, you know, this picture kind of fits, fits the way they are because in the midst of all these journals, there's lots and lots of other stuff, but there's still these gold nuggets in there. So, um, do you currently... Keep a journal? This is the older group. It's interesting. I wonder how many. How many of you keep... Well, don't, don't raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass you. If you keep a journal, 
Great. Can you easily find things? Can you go back for those gold nuggets in your journal? Are they there? Can you find them easily if you want to share them with someone else? And what way could you improve them so that they can be highlighted and they can make them accessible? If you are doing everything online, do you have the same benefits of being able to find stuff? By the way, I didn't talk about it, but one of the things you can do in journals that's harder to do online is you know, draw circles and make connections. And you know, after you hear a message, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I get it. And then you draw a big X over here and circle it over here. And when you go back and look, that's what you look at, right? You do that with all kinds of note-taking. But um, if you're not doing any kind of journaling, then I urge you to do so. I plea with you to do so. Start small. Just write something every day. That's the main thing is to have something every day, even if it's one sentence at the end of the day. Nothing happened. Read Hebrews 6, got nothing out of it. Get, write something down. Write the most important thing. Because then when something does happen, oh, Kevin at lunch said he asked me why I go to church. Well, that's important. I'd write that down, right? Somebody starts asking me about my Christianity, I'll write that down. That's a prayer thing. So have a journal ready to go. And most days you're not going to have gold nuggets. The ratio is kind of sad. It may be 100, you know, 10 pages, one nugget. But they're worth it, right? Same with our Bible study. Study, study, study. And then there'll be moments as the Lord touches us. So, but the biggest thing I want to touch on now is, is my main point. And it's not really the specifics about journaling. It is what's behind it. So, can you write down the next one? I want you to write down the question, am I expecting to hear from God? Am I expecting to hear from God? And that's my burden. Are we expecting to hear from God about ourselves and about himself? That he's going to show us something? Are we expecting God to show us something important when we read his word? Are we expecting he's going to touch us when we pray? Are we expecting to hear from him when we hear a message? Even if it's someone we're not not that exciting to us, but are we open and expecting him to talk to us? Or when we participate in a group discussion or part of Bible study, are we actually expecting God to talk to me? Or when we're walking in the woods, so looking at the gorgeous springtime. If you're expecting God to speak to you, then show it by being ready to write it down. Recognize we don't have the greatest memories. If God's going to show me something living from his word, I'm going to show my eagerness to write it down because I'm going to value it. And I want to be able to look it up later and ponder it and maybe share it with someone else. So we want to be looking 
for the Lord to speak to us. So I just want to finish up by considering this unusual Bible verse from Habakkuk, which now the primary, uh, when you read this in context, he's, God is saying to Habakkuk, here's a vision, mark it down plain and send it out, like write it out and go, go share it with others. And it's a vision that's then uh, quoted in the New Testament. But for us today, there's three things that kind of, it fits what we're talking about. First thing is write the vision. Now, you might say, well, I'm not a prophet and God hasn't really given me big visions But as a believer, you have the life of Christ in you. And he's your shepherd and you hear his voice. So you are given nuggets. (laughs) May not call it visions, but you and I are given revelation from God. And everything that he gives you is eternally important. Because once you're a believer, a disciple of Christ, those treasures count eternally. It's a big, big difference. And I think back before I knew the Lord, where it all, well, if you're not a believer yet, nothing matters more in your life than the search for the true and living God. That's what matters. So go ahead and start writing about that. I did. You don't want to live your life based on false ideas. Start, Start looking for the truth and write it. So, Again, back to the idea, I don't receive visions, but the Holy Spirit can, does reveal things to you and me. He can, he, he, we call it revelation when we see something only because God has shown it to us. Right? Remember Jesus saying to Peter, it's the Father who's revealed that to you. That's so, so precious. You, know, you and I can do a lot of Bible study and churn it out and do understanding, but there's a big difference between Bible understanding and even if you have lots of notes, and then there's that moment where the Lord quickens a word and becomes rhema, you say, ah, that's from the Lord. And I would not have figured that out myself. right? Or you're in a Bible study and someone says something and then someone else says something and then someone else says something and then it becomes clear and then you really say, there's no way I would have figured that out. In fact, no one person in this room had that figured out and yet the Lord spoke to me. I want to write that down. So you and I are in a place where the Lord can touch our hearts and show us things um, all the time. So the verse also says, make it plain on tablets. Now it's a very practical thing. You want to write it clearly so you can read it. But the point is, for us, we want to write it down in such a way that it's useful. Okay? It's not a meaningless task to have tons of text up in the, you know, the cloud. We, need, we want to write things that are then helpful to us as we grow and as we look back, as we look forward, as we share with others. That's a purpose for writing. And then there's an interesting phrase because he says, so he may run who reads it. Now, part of that was to go announce it, but this also conveys the whole sense of you act on it. In other words, you've received something from the Lord. It is not some abstract thing you just put on the shelf. It affects you. It might affect your walk. It affects how you think. It, it affects the next person next to you, right? So write it down. Write it clearly. And be ready to go with it. Because what the Lord gives us is going to matter. So those are some um, Yeah. When you write it down, you'll refer to it later. You'll build on it. You'll see connections to things. 
so wrapping it up, it's my prayer for all of us, each of you, all of all of us, that um, that we have this attitude of expecting to hear from the Lord, and that since we are expecting to hear from the Lord through Bible study and discussion and all these things we've talked about, um, that we're ready to write it down, so you too can have easy access to these nuggets of gold in your life. So, I actually did it on time. How about that? Of course, nobody else has done. But let's pray. And then you guys can check on the room upstairs. If we have time, we can just do a little Q&A. But let's pray first. Lord, we thank you for the fact that you, as, as disciples, Lord, of you, our shepherd, that we really do experience your revelation. You do teach and show us things that are beyond us just figuring out. And whether it's journal journals or some other way, Lord, we do want to show you our eagerness and not close our ears and want to value what you show us. We do want to acknowledge that what you show us is valuable. We're so grateful that we're in a school of learning and that what we learn from you that's real goes into eternity and help us to be uh, have that discipline for your own uh, uh, for our growth in you help each one in this room and we especially pray for the younger ones that are all here this weekend with all the pressure of the internet and everything done online and nobody you write so much but it's all just shallow and it's all over the place Lord, may, we, may they find, may each person find a way to exercise this eagerness before you and to write down what's really important and mostly, Lord, to expect to hear from you. That it's not other people. It's, it's you speaking to each one of us and that that's what we live on is, is what you give us. So, Lord, we do pray for all the other groups, Lord, um, that this would be conveyed and that this would be a reality. Lord, it's by your grace. We need extra grace and mercy in this as, as the technology of today has really, really changed all of these things. But Lord, you haven't changed and your importance to us hasn't changed. We pray for all of this in Christ's name. Amen.